0: Hey, friendly reminder. This podcast is not for kids or people who have a stick up their ass.
1: Friday, 5, 58 p.m. I'm sleeping with my best friend's husband. I think my uncle killed someone in I his suicide. I am I a have sugar a baby. Mom to I think I my sister is my actually my uncle's, I was uncle's kid. My, my husband, husband bought his own car.
0: What's your secret? Welcome back to another week of Beyond the Secret. My name is Ace Fanning. This week on both here and Patreon is Nanny Week. I have this episode that you're listening to right now, and then I have a Patreon episode coming out tomorrow called The Nanny, and then another bonus story about one girl's experience... At the daycare she grew up at, which isn't technically a nanny story, but you get the gist. It's daycare, nannies, caretakers, whatever you want to call it. (sighs) But before we get to any of that, I am here to warn you. I remember when I first started this podcast, somebody had said that they thought it was corny how every episode ended with a a tie-it-all-up-in-a-bow moment. So I am just here to let you know that tonight there is absolutely no-bow moment. If you're looking for resolution, it doesn't happen. And at the end of the day, this is just a juicy story. And... Maybe the only takeaway you will have is that you should just be careful who you let into your home. This week's secret the bad nanny. Tell me a little bit about yourself at 21. What kind of 21-year-old were you?
1: Um, well, I, I moved to Arizona about a year earlier, and I moved there with a boyfriend from a different state. And I didn't really have any friends there. I didn't really know anybody. So I wasn't going out and partying or anything like normal 21-year-olds would do, I feel like. I was going to school. I worked and was going to school, and I don't know. <laughs> I I had a child at the time too, so it was kind of hard for me to be a normal twenty-one year old.
0: When you were looking for nanny jobs, were you looking because you already had a kid of your own and you were hoping to bring them with you to work? Because I, I know there's a
1: lot of people who do that. Yeah, that was my main goal, is because I just feel like daycare is so expensive. So I. Wanted to do something where I could take my child to work with me, and somebody suggested that I should be a nanny because I had prior, like, babysitting experience and things like that. And so they told me to get on this website and apply to put a profile on there and be a nanny. And they do like really thorough background checks.
0: Be honest with me. When you made your Care.com profile, did you try to put like a profile picture that was like very mature and professional, or did you try to go the pretty girl route?
1: um I kind of did both. You could put multiple photos on there, so I put i think my profile picture was just like a one of me where I looked nice and cute, and then I had a picture of me and my son on there. I think it was' nothing that people would look at me and be like oh i don 't know if I would trust her with my kids
0: when you found the first nanny job that we're going to talk about, what was your initial impression of the family?
1: The first one, I, the first one was a mom and a dad. And they were looking for a nanny for their three children. And they weren't even that much older than me. They were about eight years older than I was. So um, that was kind of different for me because I was expecting somebody older. And I walked in and we just meshed really well. I think it was because we were kind of in the same age category almost. And so we just really hit it off and that's how I got my first nanny job.
0: What were they looking for? Did they just have like a baby? Uh,
1: So they had three children and they were ages at the time. Uh, about eight
0: to five. And were they looking for somebody to do everything, be there full time? Were they looking for a part-time worker?
1: So I worked full time. I, I came early in the mornings at like six o'clock. The dad would already be gone to work and the mom would leave shortly after I got there. So I got the kids up. I got them ready. I got the breakfast, took them to school so I did all the transportation. If they needed any errands run, I did that as well. Sometimes I cooked dinner if she needed help with that. But other than that, I didn't do like a whole ton of other extra um, things for them unless they asked me to.
0: Do you feel like most of your interactions were with both the mom and dad or just one of them in particular?
1: Mostly the mom because I saw her the most like in the mornings. Um, In the afternoons, the dad would sometimes get home before the mom. So um, that's when I would see and talk to him. But we, I interacted the most, even through like text messages and all that, was with the mother.
0: I feel like having a nanny would be such a weird thing because you're working for them. So technically, you're, an employee of theirs. But at the same time, you're in their house, you're helping to raise their kids. And it seems like you would become closer with them and create a personal relationship with them.
1: So I did become pretty close with them. I actually ended up breaking up with the boyfriend that I had moved down to Arizona with and I didn't really know anybody. And so I told them that I was going to quit and move back home where I was from. And they were like, we love you so much. Um, You're part of our family. We don't want you to move home. How about you just move in with us? And so that is what I ended up doing is moving in with them. And so we were like really close then.
0: That would be the weirdest fucking thing, because I think the only time I think of nannies who live with the family is very rich people, like celebrities and stuff, and they're there kind of around the clock. I feel like it would be so incredibly difficult to draw the line in the sand of like, okay, this is work time, this is personal time. And then like, how are you able to manage being like, Okay, well I discipline the kids when you guys aren't home and then you get home and it's your responsibility. And then do they ask you to do stuff when you're technically no longer on the clock?
1: I wouldn't say it was really tricky or anything. It was just when they were home they did their thing with the kids. I um if one of them, you know, um they did have a girl and she was pretty attached to me. So um she would come hang out in my room with me sometimes, or we would go run errands together but I did end up going back they wanted me to go back to school and they're like well you can't be a nanny forever that's like not realistic so we would really like encourage you to go back to school so I ended up going to school so then I was working there like in the daytime and then at night I would go to school so I wasn't around all the time.
0: And then would they watch your kid when you went to school?
1: My son lived with his dad most of the time, so that wasn't like a really big issue.
0: At what point during all of this do you feel like things start to go down a different path with you and this family?
1: It was probably before I moved in, I would say that the dad would come home and kind of. Be like joking with me or kind of borderline flirting. but I was like, okay, like i'm not I'm not that kind of nanny. So we're good. <laughs> and so he would just talk to me, and we were cool because, like I said, we were kind of in the same like age group almost. And so he would talk I'd ask him how his day was. He would talk to me about it. and then he would go do his thing because I was still technically there until you know, his wife was there, got home too. So we had a little bit of time where we could talk or, you know, whatever.
0: Did you find him to be attractive?
1: At first I did not, but I think it was his personality um, and he was very funny. Always making me laugh. It always made me laugh that I think started to grow an attraction.
0: Do you ever think that his wife felt uncomfortable with the fact that you were a young, beautiful woman who was in their house and interacting with them.
1: I don't think so. And if she did, she never ever showed any signs of it or ever relayed anything to me, not even passive aggressively or anything. Um, We were actually really close and um, she always joked that I should just be their sister wife. (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh god The, the things that people wish for or joke around and say yeah that's like anytime i hear of a story of like somebody dies and then somebody the week before was caught saying like oh i could just kill them and it's the worst possible thing you can say
1: yeah well she said it quite often and it was kind of funny because secretly both of us kind of knew that she didn't know that we knew what was going on so we kind of just laughed it off and was like yeah that'd be fun that'd be cool but she never like even it just went right over her head every time
0: so tell me about what happened
1: (laughs) we were talking and I don't just one thing just led to another and we started making out and the kids weren't around at the time, obviously. And I felt pretty guilty. I was like, I can't be doing this. I I can't lose my job over this. I really need this job. And so I expressed that to him. I was like, "I, I can't do this with you. And I feel bad for your wife. And I just, I can't afford to lose this job. And he's like, it'll be our secret. Like nobody will tell. And I was like, you know, are you sure? Because I can't have this happening. After that, we kind of backed off a little bit and then time went on a little bit and then we kind of did it again. And then one thing led to another and then we ended up like sleeping together. And then we would sleep together. It wasn't every day. It wasn't every week. As I would probably say maybe once or twice a month and then some months it wouldn't happen at all but some months it was like okay especially when I lived with them he would like try sneaking into my room when his wife was like sleeping or she went to the store that made it a little bit harder to stay away from him when I was living with them
0: i have so many questions uh my first question being did you guys move on to like texting and was there Emotional, was there an emotional side of it, or was it a lot of just like he gets home from work, you drop your panties and it's on?
1: No, I feel like it was, I don't know how to say it. It was, it was kind of like I was almost like an outlet for him for like an emotional crutch as well as a sexual crutch from his things that his wife wasn't giving him. I was. So I could tell when they were like, arguing or something because he would come to me for that outlet to be like oh this is what my wife is telling me and and I'm so upset and then one thing would kind of lead to another and then we would end up doing it and then I was like oh well great and I never really felt like used or anything like that it was just like it just happened and then we acted like it never happened.
0: Do you feel like you were like you said, he was emotionally connecting with you. Do you feel as though you were emotionally connecting with him?
1: Um, I felt like I kind of had some walls up just because I didn't want to. I don't want to be like a home wrecker, I guess. And I didn't want her to find out. So I felt like if I got emotionally connected to him, then there would be more signs of me fucking your husband, I guess. So I didn't let myself get that connected to him because I didn't want to feel guilty. I guess
0: this is a super shitty question to ask, but I mean, I'm, I'm wondering it. So I might as well just ask it. Was there ever any like extra finances thrown your way when these things would happen?
1: (laughs) Sometimes, like, he would be like, here, here's 20 bucks or whatever. Uh, Like, at the start, I feel like that's kind of how it was. And I was like, that is some gas money right there. (laughs) So... Yeah, so it was it was nice, but it was one of those things where I I also was like, Well, I feel kind of whorish now because you're paying me extra. So and you're already paying me on top of this, so
0: Oh my god, twenty bucks is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, just don't. Just keep it to yourself.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. I'm I'm a cheap whore. <laughs>
0: I shouldn't be laughing. Um, God. Um, So by the time that you started living with them, you and him were already going at it.
1: Yeah, I would say we probably hooked up two or three times at that point, but it was very spread out at that point. It wasn't like we were really into hooking up like all the time. It wasn't until I moved in that I guess we had more like access to each other and then we really knew each other's schedules and stuff like that to where we could make it happen.
0: Did you have hesitations about moving in with this knowledge of the fact that you are fucking this man whose children you're watching and whose house you're in and whose wife you work for?
1: Yeah, I did. I just I mostly didn't want it to ever come out because I didn't want to hurt anybody. I didn't want to hurt her because she is an amazing person and I didn't want to hurt the kids because I loved them. And so I I did. I told them at first I was not going to move in with them. And they were pretty adamant about me moving it. They're like, We don't want you to, you know, move back home and not Finish school and not, you know, do all these things for yourself to have a better life. So we feel like if you just stay here with us, then you would ha- have those things going for you, and we could help you, and we could be your family here. And so they kind of talked me into moving in with them. And at that point, I was like, okay, well, I have to stop doing this because somebody's going to find out, and whether it's a kid or her, somebody at some point is going to find out. And so I was, I was like, extra careful about it.
0: Because the lines get so blurred in situations like this between like personal and work. Would she ever like come to you and vent to you about her husband or about problems that they were having?
1: Oh, yeah, all the time. And so I would have to just pretend like, I was this anonymous third person who I didn't really want to know what was going on with certain things, you know, and she would just come to me and confide in me about stuff and we were pretty close. And so at some point I felt bad because, you know, she'd been to me about him and she was like, Oh, well, I feel like, you know, he's being distant or I feel like they were trying to conceive. And so it wasn't happening. And so at that point, I was like, that would be really shitty if I got knocked up. And she didn't. And then I'd be like, <laughs> So, But we were always using protection, so I wasn't too worried about it. But at the same time, you know, she's telling me these things. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, I feel so bad for you. Oh, and I'm fucking your husband.
0: <laughs> were you guys doing it enough that, like, perhaps you were taking the good swimmers of his semen?
1: I surely hope not but no i wouldn't say that we were doing it that much because we were still trying to be pretty careful and there wasn't a whole lot of times that we were home like just us two by ourselves because the kids were there and, and i would be watching them when he would get home so it's not like the kids would go away and the only time that we were ever really alone is if the wife took the kids with her to the grocery store or they were at their grandparents house or they were outside playing and we knew they wouldn't be back for 20 minutes or whatever it wasn't like we had a whole lot of time all the time to do that
0: did he ever come home early from work or on his lunch break to come see you yes yeah. yeah and did the kids ever catch you guys or get close to catching you guys or come like Knock on your door, like,
1: "I gotta take a poop,
0: or whatever
1: <laughs> um there was one time um he did come to my room, and we thought the kids were out playing, and one of them came and knocked on my door and was trying to get me to come out and ask me something, and I was like, I can't come out right now, <laughs> go away, and I didn't want them to hear he was in there but then they're like oh well my dad is here his truck is here like where's my dad and I'm like "Uh, oh, I don't know go away
0: do you think that his wife ever had any idea that this was going on
1: <sighs> honestly I want to say no <laughs> I mean I feel like anybody with a nanny has that thought like oh I wonder if they're fucking my husband. Oh, she's young and she's pretty. And she's got this tight little body. I bet my husband's looking at her. I bet he watches her when she walks down the hall in her towel from the shower. Like, I feel like she probably had thoughts, but she was very good at hiding them if she did.
0: How long were you in total with this family?
1: So I lived with them for, it was about a year. I lived with them, and I before I lived with them, I nannied for them. It was about a year or two that I nannied for them, and then I lived with them for about a year, so two years.
0: How did it, it all come to an end? Did they just say, oh, you know, we don't need a nanny anymore, or was it a bigger deal?
1: So when the uh, recession happened back in 2008, they ended up, like going into foreclosure on their home. And so they didn't really tell me that they were having like any sort of like financial troubles or anything like that. Um and so one day I came home and um there was a first cell sign out front of the house and they kind of just like laid the bomb on me like, hey, just so you know, like we're foreclosing on the house, so you have to like find somewhere else to live. So that it ended like very abruptly.
0: After you stopped working for them, did he ever like text you did you guys ever meet up again
1: yes and yes <laughs>
0: how many times do you think that
1: <laughs> happened oh gosh um i honestly i don't even know it was quite a few and i still like Hill will still texting to this day just to see how i'm doing and stuff we don't really talk sexual or anything um we haven't talked sexual for it's been a while. they ended up actually having another child, so after that, things kind of got shut down. He was pretty dedicated to his family and everything else, so it didn't really happen as much after that and then but we still text each other just to see how we're doing once in a while, and we're friends on Facebook and stuff still. so we have contact after they
0: had the other baby, do you know if by chance they got another nanny?
1: No, they never got another nanny. Mom ended up staying home after that.
0: So after you leave, you guys hook up for a decent amount of time. At that point, do you feel like it was just for you? I, I mean, you can only say for your own self. Do you feel like it was more just sex and booty calls? Or do you feel like you had this connection with this guy?
1: I would say it was probably for me anyways, it was more of like a friend with benefits sort of thing. Booty call is like, Hey, lamb bam, thank you, ma'am. Okay, hey, nice to see you, bye. Like <laughs> it wasn't anything that was like super special for me. But on his end, I feel like, you know, the communication was more on his end and I feel like it was more for him than it was for me. Because, you know, like I said, I feel like I was filling some sort of void for him. And so he was the one who would reach out to me and say hey how are you do you want to come over like my wife is going to be gone for the next like three hours or whatever and so it was always him reaching out to me
0: so you would go back into the house that like with where this family lived like I I don't know I always assume affairs don't happen in the married person's
1: house Um, that's not true (laughs) (laughs) Um. Uh, I'm going to hell. Um, So I would go back to their house and it was a new house. It wasn't the same house we would, we were all living in. So I was the new house that I would go to and it would happen there. You know, I I don't think we never did it in their bed. It would be random places like the laundry room or the bathroom or my bedroom when I lived with them. So um, it, it was never in their bed though. Because I would be pushing it, you know.
0: Good, good. We have standards here.
1: <laughs> of course. <laughs> Got a house somewhere, right?
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> um. I'll suck your dick at the line of your bedroom door. That's it. <laughs> 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 Don't make me go in there.
0: <laughs> How long do you think afterwards were you still seeing him?
1: Well, after they gave up the house, I stayed for a little while to finish school. And then I ended up moving back to where I'm from for a little while. And then when I moved back, probably about six months later, that's where it kind of started up again. I would say it continued for probably another year off and on. And then I got into a serious relationship where I, I ended up getting married. And so it stopped. Like when I got into that relationship, like the contact pretty much stopped.
0: But eventually you find yourself another nanny job, correct?
1: That is correct. And it was kind of in that six month time frame where I had moved back home. I found another nanny job.
0: What was your initial impression of this family? from your first interactions with them?
1: So the tricky thing about this family is it was a single dad. So he did have a girlfriend, but he wasn't like married to her. When I went to interview, I was kind of skeptical about it. I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. I don't know if it's a scam. So I had um, one of my male friends go with me, but he like waited outside. And I went and he seemed, Normal and everything. So he asked me when I could start. He only had one child, so I was like, you know, this isn't going to be as hard as the other family who had multiple children. And he worked at night, so it was like an overnight job where I would just basically be tending the kid, putting, getting him dinner, putting him to bed, and then when he would come home, I think his shift ended at like three in the morning or something like that. He would come home, and then I would usually go home.
0: And did you get along good with this dad?
1: Yeah, it was, (laughs) he's kind of socially awkward, kind of nerdy, definitely like not my type at all. So I was never really worried about hooking up with him, I guess. And it's not like I was like, oh, I'm going to get on this site and look for all these hookups and fuck families up because that's what I like to do. So I didn't do, I wasn't on there for that, but I, when I saw him, I was not worried about it because I was like, he's totally not my type. He's like, he looks like a huge nerd and I didn't want to get mixed up in like all of his life. Like I had already been doing before. So I was like, okay, here's my chance to start fresh.
0: But eventually lines are crossed and you guys start to get a little bit physical like how how does that progress
1: he was off work for a couple of weeks he went on like a vacation and um while he was gone he texted me and he said hey i just want you to know um that i've been having dreams about you and i was like oh great they're gonna be bad i know they're gonna be bad not like naughty bad but like i'm beating his kid bad or something you know so i was like oh what were they about and then he told me they were like sexual dreams and he was like oh I was going down on you and i was you know like he was pretty like graphic with his details and so he wasn't holding back at all and i was like okay <laughs> so like i i think that kind of turned me on that he was like fantasizing it me so we kind of like texted back and forth while he was gone and he told me that one time he came home and I was asleep on the couch and my like boob was halfway out of my shirt or something. And he told me that <laughs> he told me that he jerked off in the living room watching me sleep with my boob out. And I was like, what the hell? I remember that night specifically because he woke me up and he was all acting weird. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I fell asleep. I didn't know you were here. And then um, he paid me, and then I left. And so I, I remember thinking back, and I was like, oh, well, that is why he was acting the way he did. And then after that is when he would be like, oh, can I get a hug, or you know, I can walk you to your car, or you know, like different things like that. And I was like, why is he acting this way? This is so weird.
0: Did that make you uncomfortable?
1: Well he told me after he had already been sexually talking to me, like about after like his dream scenario and all that. Um, so I guess I wasn't totally shocked when he told me that, but I was more shocked at the the fact that he admitted to jerking off to me sleeping with my boob out. So that was kind of like, oh that's kind of creepyish, but at the same time, like if that's your thing, then okay.
0: But in the times like after the the boob out situation, when he would hug you, did you feel like he was crossing lines then, or did you just think, like, this is normal?
1: I knew it wasn't really normal. I feel like any other, like, even babysitting jobs I ever had, it wasn't normal to just, like, hug the dad. Like, that wasn't something that I ever really did. So he would, he, like, insinuated things like, Oh, you know, I think you should come over for dinner one night when I'm not working. Like, half-assed trying to, like, ask me on dates, but he didn't know how to go about it. Because if I ended up being like, hey, you're a creeper, he would lose me as, like, his son's sitter. So then he wouldn't have anybody. So I feel like he was kind of, like, on the rocks about really diving in with me but at the same time when i wasn't around face to face he would like text me um he started talking dirty to me stuff like that so then one night he came home and things kind of progressed he we were talking and then he started making out and then um, one thing led to another and then we ended up just like screwing in the bedroom And his son was totally asleep, so it wasn't anything that he ever saw or heard or anything. But I just remember, like, after that, I was like, okay, I'm not super attracted to you, but you have a ginormous dick, so I think that I can, like, let that part go. (laughs) (laughs) So then we kind of just kept hooking up on the down low after, like, when he would get home sometimes because his son would just be sleeping.
0: You had talked about how, like, he would kind of half-ass try to ask you on dates before. After you guys started hooking up, did he ever ask you on dates?
1: Yeah, so I remember I did go on one date with him. And um, I think we went to, like, Ruby Tuesday or Texas Roadhouse or something like that. It was (laughs) a steakhouse. And, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't remember quite what it was, but I remember it was a steakhouse. <laughs> and I just felt so awkward because he's like not the most attractive guy in the world. And so people were like looking at us like, why is she with him? Like this is weird. And so I like I didn't really know like what to think either, because I didn't want people to be like, Well, she's young and he was like older than he was probably, I think he was 13 years older than me 14 year olds older than me something like that and so he's a little bit older than I was and I feel like people were giving us all sorts of looks just because I don't know it was I didn't know if it was age trends. I don't know if it was that I don't say I'm super hot or anything but compared to him I was like you know like an eight or nine so <laughs> I was just like okay so this is really uncomfortable I don't know why people are looking at us like this and so it was just a super uncomfortable day, like the entire time.
0: And do you think that he started to get feelings for you at that
1: point? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He totally, um, after like mm, two months, I'd say he started, I think i falling in love with you and I want to be with you and maybe you should move in with us and like all these different things. And I was like, That's when I kind of like pumped the brakes for a second. I was like, wait, this is not what I want. (laughs) I'm not in this for marriage or to be your girlfriend or whatever. And by this time, he had like broken up with his girlfriend. So she wasn't even in the picture anymore. And then to me, it was like a turn off. It wasn't like a, I don't want to say a game, but it wasn't like as, as fun for me anymore, I guess, because. I thought, like, being secretive, what we were, like, being sexy and stuff, and then at that point, he was, like, declaring his love for me, and I was, like, whoa, 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 (laughs) I don't think I want this, then it kind of got awkward for a little bit, and I ended up moving, when I ended up telling him I was going to move back to Arizona, is when I ended up quitting, so it was kind of bad timing, but I kind of got out (laughs) in time, because he wanted more and I did not.
0: Do you think that more women out there should be worried about the nannies that they are
1: hiring? I don't want to get nannies the bad rap because it's a great job. It's good for the kids. But I just I don't even know how to say it. I don't want to say that I didn't have standards, but I don't know what it was. I I feel like it's not about trusting the nanny as much as it is, is trusting your spouse to know that they wouldn't do something like that.
0: Did the second dad ever compensate you financially more after you guys would? Yes. More than 20 bucks. Yeah.
1: So, Oh yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) so even after I left, Um, we were still kind of texting and stuff, you know, um, he was, he kind of turned into like a, like a sugar daddy for me. So I, you know, I had moved back to Arizona and I was going back to school and stuff. And he ended up, he was sending me money all the time or like depositing money into my account. And he's like, if you send me a picture, if you send me a nude, I'll give you a hundred dollars. Or I could call him and be like, hey, so I really need gas money or whatever. And he would send me $100. And so, like, I think the most he ever gave me at one time was, like, $350. He was, even when I wasn't, like, sleeping with him, he was, like, giving me money. And then when I met my husband that I married, I I cut – he wanted me to cut contact with him. So I did.
0: So your husband knew about – this guy, did he know about the other dad?
1: He had met him because I was pretty close to them. So they, they had met because they were like family to me, kind of. So I, and I had gone a couple of times um, where they had called me and said, Hey, can you come and watch the kids while we go out on, have a date or whatever. So he had met the mom and the dad and knew them. Um, no, I wouldn't say he knew them super well, but he knew them. And he never knew that we did anything though, because he would have had to come apart about that.
0: (laughs) So did he know only about the, the second dad or did he know that the second dad had also become your sugar daddy?
1: He knew that we kind of messed around, but he knew that it wasn't happening anymore, obviously because I was living in a different state, but that he was still sending me money. So he said, he felt like less of a man if I was getting money from another man. So he just wanted me to cut all contact from him completely. And so I did. When you
0: look back on this time in your life, what goes through your head?
1: Um, <laughs> I didn't love myself enough, I guess. And I just kind of, I don't know. It's kind of slutty. (laughs) So I, I feel guilty now because I would never want to be the one to be a homewrecker or tear a family apart. And I guess I matured a lot from those situations, but I, I don't know. I just feel like I, I don't know. I had no standards, no morals, I don't know. I was just looking for somebody to love me, I guess, but my my form of love was just like, okay, if you have sex with me, like, like I feel like good enough about myself.
0: Did you ever think about I mean, the second dad not so much, but the first dad. Did you ever think about what would happen if his wife found out or what sort of consequences would come from that?
1: I think when it was first happening, I definitely thought about it because I, she was like, almost like a sister to me. Like we were pretty close and I didn't want to hurt her feelings. I didn't want, I mean, like they were struggling with fertility, so I didn't want her to think that it was because of me. And I, I just didn't want their home life to be wrecked because of me while I was a huge part of their home life so I was pretty careful about like what I said or did or how I looked at him or you know anything um it was just it was kind of a weird a weird time because I wanted to be like really good friends with her and confide in her but at the same time I I couldn't confide in her about everything while she's confiding in me about him. And I'm like, oh, well, if you only knew that he's fucking me, like, <laughs> you know, so it was, it was hard to say, but as time went on, like, I didn't think about it as much anymore. Cause I was like, oh, well we've done it this many times and haven't gotten caught. So I think that we're in the clear.
0: The reason I asked you to share this story was because I wanted a juicy, story. I don't I don't want to call it a funny story despite the fact that I've been laughing a lot, but it is it's a more juicy story. But that being said, I still think that I would be doing a disservice to everyone if I didn't ask a harder question. But I'm just curious mm-hmm. like peeking into your mind back at that time and I know this is what people are thinking as they listen to this is if you didn't want to be responsible for breaking up a family, then why did you go down the road that you did?
1: Honestly, I don't know. I I guess because it was kind of like a rush, like for both of us, because we had that that kind of connection, but at the same time it was like we could get caught. And so it was kind of like, okay, well, how fast can we do this? and so enjoy ourselves and not have anybody find out and not get caught. So I don't know.
0: I, I honestly, I think that's a, that is the question that everyone struggles with answering because it, it, I can't speak for you, but I think that it comes down to a, uh, putting your own wants and desires above the, feelings of other people, but we don't want to say that because we know that it makes us sound awful. But I think that we don't always have the ability to put other people first in those situations. Like we're just like, Oh, well, I just want this. I desire this so bad that sorry, this kind Mm -hmm. of comes above how bad I'm feeling.
1: And it was the feeling of being wanted. and, And I don't know if it was the feeling of being wanted by somebody I knew I couldn't have, Because I feel like everybody kind of likes to chase a little bit, but I knew at the end of the day, like I wouldn't have to be committed to him and I could still live there and, you know, and get paid by him and all these other things and still get the goods too without having any sort of ties to anything. And for me, that was, I guess that was kind of something that I, I felt like I needed at the time. Where I didn't have to ha- be committed to anybody, it was just one of those things that, like I said, it was kind of like, "Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am," and then we would go about our day. You know, like nothing ever happened. And I think the secrecy of it is kind of what kept me like going because it was—I don't want to say it was like a game to me, but it kind of was. Like, let me see how much I can turn you on, and not have your wife notice. But I know you're turned on. So let me see how long I can make this last until we get a hookup again. So it's kind of like a game, I guess. It it was one of those things that just, I don't know, it just was happening. And she had no clue, no clue. And he would make jokes sometimes about stuff. And she just would not catch on at all. And she's very, she's very, um, I don't know how to describe her. Blonde, I guess. So when things are being said, like she just would not catch on.
0: Okay, before you go and just rip all of this to shreds. Don't say that I didn't warn you. But also, this isn't a story that's happening now. Like in the I'm sleeping with my best friend's husband, we were listening to a story about present day. This is an old story. And sometimes when there's enough time between us and the past, it's easier for us to laugh about those things. Is it necessarily right? No. But is that life? Sure. So before you climb up on your high horse and judge, just know that we all fuck up in life and that each person's story, mishaps, mistakes, that is their own burden to carry. And I'll be honest with you. I appreciate how blunt she was when she talked about this story because that is her truth and it's an honest account of how she felt about the entire thing. She didn't sit there and make fake apologies and personally, I would rather hear someone's truth than sit here and listen to them say what it is I think that they should be saying just some food for thought. Thank you guys for listening. Stay safe. And I will see all of you next week.
1: Everybody has a secret.